Hi, and welcome to the Scott and Paul Show. Tonight, I actually get to play Leo Laporte, so I don't have to do that much talking. We now have a panel with us. So, tonight we are joined by, of course, Scott Edwards and Dan Hoffman. How's it going, guys? Going good. Everything's good here. Okay, first topic, CM Punk. It's kind of funny. We spent, what, the last two or three episodes, Scott, talking about... Brock Lesnar may be going back to UFC, and now Dana White may have a bear the pull coup here. He may be able to have Punk and Lesnar on the same show since he actually got Punk in the UFC now. It's a good idea for the UFC. I mean, it generates interest. I mean, look what happened with Brock Lesnar. And, I mean, they were making good pay-per-view sales without him, and then they just, I mean, they increased. So I think it's a good investment as far as pay-per-view sales go. Uh, everything else remains to be seen, though. How how old was how old did you guys say the guy was? Thirty six. Said how many? Thirteen concussions. Thirteen concussions. He had a um, couple knee injuries, broken ribs last year. I think it was. He had some broken ribs. Um, staph infection that he healed over. He's going to have to drop weight because he's going to fight around the 187-pound range. That's a that's a that's like uh, he's 215, around 215. So he's a big guy. I didn't realize how big he was. You know, he's like six foot two, six foot three, something along those lines. So, but if he gets the right camp and he he puts it into it, I mean, he can. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. It just depends on who he fights. The big thing is, I mean, he, he took all these shots at the WWE over how they were, you know, basically making his medical decisions. And he he rolled out of the game because he was hurt. And then he's going to go to something where people's going to be, like, trying to crush his skull. I mean, I think you get a little more injuries in the long run in wrestling. Actually, probably quite a bit more because of all the, I mean, it's 300 and some odd days a year they're taking bumps. And, uh, you know, UFC fighter might fight, I mean, some of the top guys, they might fight two or three times a year. You have some of the some other people that just fight all the time, but, I mean, a lot of them wrestle and they get someone down. There's a little bit of, there's a lot of superficial damage. I just, anecdotally speaking, I don't see a whole lot of concussions uh, wearing those guys down. I mean, yeah, there's always going to be people that like uh, Sakuraba who take a beating and get really prone to getting knock out, knocked out, but... I don't know all that all that all that mileage on that body. I mean, I said he was he might be more like a forty year old, and hell, he might be more like a forty five year old as far as you know the injuries wearing his body down. But who knows? He knows his body best. So how many you think this is going to bring? I don't know. How many people do you think Punk's going to bring into the UFC, Dan? We lost him, I think. His internet just crapped out. He's got to re- redo his router. <laughs> I thought it was stage fright for a second. I was like, we lost him. Anyways, uh, I mean, so I think he's going to bring people in. Background. I think he's going to bring a lot of people in because, I mean, if he just left, he would have brought people in. But he left with controversy, so I think that's going to bring even more in. I mean, it's, I'm interested in ch- – I mean, I love UFC and I love MMA. I've just kind of – I didn't miss a UFC – I mean, I bought every UFC from UFC 33 when they came back on cable to like 140 or something like that. I mean, it was a lot of time, a lot of money, and I watched 
I bought all the prides. Uh, I just was overloaded with UFC and MMA. I mean, if it was a, a show that they had 50 people in the crowd and it was on DVD or VHS, I watched it. So, I mean, I love UFC. I just something I got burned out on. But, I mean, this one, this makes me want to come back and uh, take a look at it again. You know, it's something I always pay a little bit of attention to. Uh, like Robbie Lawler winning the title, I never would have imagined he would have come back last time I fought him. He was, or saw him, well, I fought him, I wish. Uh, you know, if I wanted my rear end beat. But um, the last time I watched him fight, he, he seemed like he was kind of on a decline, and now he's a champion. So, you know, UFC, I mean, it's going to generate interest, and that's awesome. I mean, and they're, the pay for the fighters has went up over the years, and the more tickets they sell, the more buys they get, the more money that they can spread around. Of course, a lot of that chunk's probably going to go to CM Punk. Well, there's um, definitely not going to be a shortage of fighters because everybody's coming out wanting to challenge Punk, including the Green Ranger. So, Scott, here's your chance. Do you want to go ahead and issue a challenge to CM Punk, too? Yeah, I would do that. I would climb in there with uh, Fedor Emelianenko tomorrow uh, for the money. I wouldn't win, but I'd get in the ring. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I, th I think the plan is to line him up with some guys that's only had two or three fights. No, I think the plan is to have in there with somebody who has zero fights, so it's equal terms. Well, that would... Yeah. I mean, UFC's big about we have the best. We bring in proven fighters, and you know CM Punk seems like a nice guy. It's just, but he's not a proven fighter. But he brings something else that most people can't, and that's the ability to draw. That's that's something that more tickets, more buys, more money, and uh, so I get that. But it, I mean, I guess it would be kind of neat to see a uh, up and comer, um, some guy that's been training for a while maybe and wanting to get in, you know, getting a big break. I mean. Kind of like a Rocky story in that way. I mean, I know CM Punk's no Apollo Creed, and Rocky had 30 or 40 fights, but, I mean, maybe some guy gets a shot, you know, gets on the map. Who knows what they'll find. But, um, oh, what is the guy that plays Green Ranger's name? Can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, he's had, uh, it's Jason David Frank, I think, right? He's had like four or five fights. I don't think he's lost. I mean, he's... Yeah, he has experience, so Punk might yeah. not want to go that route. No, no. I mean, even I'm without not, the fights, yeah. the, that guy's been trained in the MMA style for quite some time, but he also has fight experience. So it's Jason Frank or something like that. Um, but yeah, he's decent, so... While you were gone, then CM Punk, along with um, getting hit from everybody on all sides of talking shit about Punk joining, he has also been getting uh, just about challenges from everybody. Scott went ahead and put out a challenge, so you want to go ahead and challenge Punk too? Nope, I'm a family man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said for the money, I'd, I would I would fight any of them. So. Oh, okay, so there's a caveat of us getting like a million bucks or something, and yeah, I'll take the beating. Yeah, that's what I said, I'd get in there with Fedor. All you have to do is just tap out as soon as you walk through the door, so it's fine. It's like fighting Tyson. Just go ahead and take the hit. There'd probably be a clause. I'm sure there'd be a clause that you can't just go in and quit without engaging. I go in and throw a haymaker and die and take my paycheck. You know, How much I, money does Punk make per year with the wrestling gig? Uh, he's a millionaire, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, yeah, he, make, he made a lot. Yeah, he was champion for 
a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it was over a year. Yeah. year and a half. Yeah, I'm just now dabbling back in the wrestling after the hiatus. So, I mean, I know who he is. I remember him from way back. And uh, Scott and I, we actually saw him when we went to the fake ECW show. He was yeah, there. I, would, I would never have imagined that he uh, would uh, have been champion. Yeah. So, All right, know. he'll go in. He'll 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 do he'll do okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he has to be an athlete. He couldn't have did what he was already doing. That's, that's a fact. The guy can. The guy's tough. There's no doubt about it. Just what kind of a chin does he have? What kind of Training camp is going to have, you know, uh, and hopefully they don't throw him to the Lions. I mean, um, Randy Couture fought uh, that one boxer. I can't remember what his name is. Um, James Tony, and yeah, James Tony's world heavyweight boxing champion. He's got that pedigree, and he probably didn't want to accept the fight against anybody that was less than Randy Couture, but they probably could have warmed him up. If they if they wanted to against people with a little less of a record, but the problem with James Tony is he gets in against some guy that's a decent wrestler. Most of them's gonna put him on his back. You know he's 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 a, he he would have been a one punch kind of guy and that's it. And I'm afraid that uh, hopefully they don't end up messing up and treating CM Punk like a tomato can. Put him in a situation that it's it's fair. It's someone else with a low level experience in the sport like him, and grow from there. And if that doesn't work, hire him to do your commentating. He's he's amazing behind the mic. I watched an interview today, and I mean he's he's legit. The guy's very smart, and he's very well spoken. So, he seems like he has some support from in the back in the backstage from guys like American Top Team and stuff, and and you know they fit right up his alley. So yeah, yeah, he can cut a promo. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So, but I mean it's a ballsy move. Ballsy move. Okay, so somebody who's definitely made some ballsy move in the past has been Marvel Films, and probably not too much of a ballsy move is when they went ahead and picked Benedict Cumberbatch to play Doctor Strange. Um, Dan, are you a fan of Doctor Strange, any? Uh, I actually am. I'm actually a fan of that actor, too. I was impressed that you took on the challenge of pronunciating his name, because I was just going to... I was going to skip over that. Just call him Mr. Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Which That show's pretty awesome in its own regard, but I'm I'm more worried about uh, what they, how they do the movie and what the plot line is. Like, most of the Doctor Strange stuff I'm familiar with is generally when he's been part of, like, the Avengers or the Secret Avengers or the New Avengers or whatever version of the Avengers they want to chuck him into. So I have some problems seeing him as just a complete lead standout movie versus a supporting actor. So I, I don't really know what they're going to do with it. Scott, did you see the animated film they had for Doctor Strange? It came out maybe a year or two ago? Maybe three? Was it that recent? Yeah. Maybe I missed that one. I know there was there was one that I did watch a while back. Um, when Marvel did their little DVD run, so I, yeah, I mean it was okay. If he has a strong script and a good director, they've already got an awesome actor. So Benedict Cumberbatch is top notch, man. So, Do you think he's a better choice than say Johnny Depp? At this point, yeah, Johnny Depp 
in 2002, maybe not. Johnny Depp is 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 awesome, and I love him, and I'll watch anything he's in. But he's grown into, hey, this is Johnny Depp in a different costume. You you, it's it's a very similar performance. I mean, he has range, but the roles he's taken on are always, you know, uh, safe bets. Jack Sparrow or uh, Tonto, something where he can be a little crazy and zany and quirky. And it, it it plays a lot of the same way, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's good, but I would, I yeah, I think I go with Benedict Cumberbatch right now, but Johnny Depp would probably knock that one out of the park too. So. Does anybody think that Doctor Strange does not work in the current Marvel universe? That's, uh, you think of Thor, and they talked about how, you know, well, we use a different kind of magic. You call it science, or so I don't remember what the exact quote was. Basically, they discredited that Thor had magic powers is the way I took it. And, I mean, if we believe that the audience can suspend this belief for the Chachari and Hulk and superpowers and portals and Thanos and everything else that's happened, it's, just make it magic. Just have all the, the realms and all the dimensions and just let it let it go. You know, have Blackheart in there, whatever. Just let it be what it is. Yeah, I, I think it can totally be magic. I think uh, Guardians was a good filler for what people were willing to accept in the Marvel Universe. And I think they found out that we'll pretty much accept anything as long as it's a good roller coaster. So I don't think they need to even remotely try to pretend like it's science. Just go straight out the gates. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme and just roll with it. Yeah. Let him throw down, make it impressive, and give him a good story. Would you guys per- go ahead? Yeah, Dan. I was gonna say personally, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna be thinking like, there's Sherlock throwing a magic lightning bolt. <laughs> like <laughs> he's typecasted in my head as Sherlock forever. So oh, he's definitely better Sherlock than he was a con. But that was a horrible version of con to begin with. Spoiler. If you yeah, if you it, it doesn't it doesn't knowing the old con, I was kind of like ah. If you look at it as an individual performance, I thought it was good. It was just, it's not con that we were used to. It was, look, I'm the amazing super soldier. Okay, it's con become, yep, he's Captain freaking Klingon. So it, what they did is they created like a big grace of Pentor, and it was not good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, pretty much. So, which you know, surprisingly enough, I thought Peter Weller was freaking awesome in that movie. I didn't expect that. So I mean, I liked Peter Weller back in the day, but I just thought, damn, where'd he come from? He's been gone for a while, at least as far as I know. He's a professor now, I think, isn't he? He's a professor of awesome. I'm just saying. No, he's a RoboCop. It happens. That's right. Would you like to see kind of like a Illuminati storyline played off of like him and who is in the Illuminati? I forgot. Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Okay, you would have to leave out Bree Richards. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, Reed Richards is in it. Um, what's the Black guy that you yelled? Know, Black Bolt. Yeah, you'd have to. He'd be in it. So that'd be a good lead up to a World War Hulk film, but I'm pretty sure they already shelved any possible idea of that just recently. Yeah, Hulk doesn't have any solo films coming up. No. I thought they were working on an Inhumans film, or at least talking about it. I, I thought I saw that somewhere. Yeah, they are doing an Inhumans film. Okay. But Hulk doesn't get his own movie. They could, I think they're worried about the previous two movies and writing for Hulk, but I mean, if you make him kind of 
the anti-hero that film I'm thinking more in the terms of when he comes back to Earth I guess the lead up to that when it was Planet Hulk when he's fighting the alien gladiators and stuff that might be a little different but you know he'd have to carry that one by himself but if they put a good script to it it'll carry it itself especially post Avengers but uh, we can dream yeah okay Netflix has um, got their Jessica Jones the chick from Breaking Bad Kristen Ritter is anybody um, does anybody care no yeah. I'm vaguely familiar with the character um, but eh. I'll watch it because it's a Netflix original with Marvel stuff and it might make me a fan um, it's it's just a character I've come across but I haven't really committed any time to learning yet so it's not like a comment on the character it's just there's so many to follow it was my understanding that Netflix is going to assemble uh, start kind of like the new Avengers that are supposed to have some show eventually with Luke Cage and one for uh, is it Danny Rand is that the Iron Fist I'm trying to remember the Iron Fist actual name but yeah I'm pretty sure it's Iron Fist and Iron, yeah. and She Hulk was also part of that little group so my assumption is they're gonna start each of those shows and then bring them all together. So as long as they do that fast enough, I think it'll be okay. But I don't think the world cares about She-Hulk. It's supposed to all lead up to a five-episode Defenders. Oh, okay. That's, that's the ultimate plan, if it works out. It should. I mean, I think Jeff Loeb's in charge of it. So hopefully it'll work out. So this is not a knock on Christian Ritter. I, I guess she'll do good. But I just don't really care about the character that much. I don't think anybody here does. It's not because she's a chick. It's just because Marvel has about eighteen thousand characters. We can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they have it's, one. It's called it's the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. I don't need the lawyer version that needs to buy two gallons of some sort of hair gel. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I think he was talking about um, the Jennifer Jones character or Jessica Jones character, but yeah, <laughs> Daniel still have your few minutes existing. <laughs> Screw She-Hulk. Yeah, uh, She-Hulk is. She was more interesting without the powers to me. I mean, there's been some okay stuff with her, uh, but. I never, honestly, I never liked her either. So I just never cared. Yeah, I just, eh. If I watch something like that, I'll, you know, Wonder Woman. Come think of it, the only character from the Hulk universe I actually like is, other than Hulk himself, would probably be, oh, God. Oh, I like the leader, and I like, uh, no, Abomination. I'm not either. I like Abomination, yeah. and I like Absorbing Man, that's about it. Absorbing Man's cool, yeah. What about Doc Samson? Yeah, you go. Yeah, he's good. He can beat the Hulk sometimes. Mm. He might actually work out in the universe if you put him in there. I just don't want too many gamma bullshit out there. It starts to water down how... Okay, I'm going to go... Vince McMahon was right about you have to... Special, special attractions. Hulk is a special attraction. 
This yeah. is Gamma is a special situation. If you start bringing in more and more characters that are Gamma-powered, he becomes less important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, so, look at House of M. The mutants were yeah. just it was too much. It was too just much. Too much, so they said, you know what? Let's cut the cord. And DC cuts the cord like every year. I tried reading <laughs> House of M one time, and I had to have a wiki page up just to yeah, it's so too many I, multiple I titles, too many multiple branches, but I thought it was a cool idea. I'd rather read the, the summation of it than to actually read it, though. Yeah. Okay, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm, I'm all instantly anticipating this. <laughs> you know what? I think Will Smith does an excellent choice for Deadshot. Oh yeah. I'm 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 game for that. You know why I'm game for that? Cause nobody cares about Deadshot. <laughs> I like Deadshot. He's all right, but he's just not like this big, huge, iconic character like Batman or. Is that like Superman a Deathstroke knockoff or something? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't even know which one came first. I think maybe Deadshot. Yeah, I think not maybe sure. he did. But either Dead, way, Deadshot's more like a suicidal. Deathstroke. I've seen Will. I I like Will Smith more when he tries to play a more serious role than when he is trying to be funny and whatever. I I much prefer him as something that, like this. I think it'd be interesting. Well, Deathstroke's more of a serious character. He's just suicidal. He hates himself, and he, he that's why he takes on the assignments that he does because in the hopes that he actually dies during the actual mission itself. So that could be good. I can see Will Smith hopefully playing playing it straight and not being Will Smith. He should be more Ollie, less whatever the fuck he was on Independence Day. I can't remember the name of the character. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, Independence Day was, was a cool blockbuster, but yeah, less of that. Less of that in Wild Wild West. If he played a serious Hancock... Might work out for him. Well, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie where uh, he, he got in a car wreck and killed all those people and he kind of slowly parted himself out till he killed himself with the jellyfish. I thought he did well in that role. What? What? I need to watch this movie. <laughs> okay, I'll have to look it up. Suicide by Jellyfish? <laughs> what fucking movie is yeah. this? Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's Will Smith. He kills himself in a hotel bathroom with a jellyfish to donate his heart. <laughs> You're freaking lying. Oh, my God. Okay, Will Smith, death by <laughs> jellyfish. You guys think this, this is not a game. This is... <laughs> Was it seven pounds? Yes. Oh, he does get it on with a jellyfish. What the hell? I can think of a lot better ways to die than by a jellyfish. Weird. He was very... The end result is he was very serious in that movie, and he did a good job. That's the, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. None of you guys saw that. <laughs> I, I just, 
it, I just looked at the list of movies, and it was the first one I didn't immediately recognize. I mean, I remember the title, but I was like, yeah. that must be it. Was Jellyfish seven pounds? Was that? <laughs> yeah, I already read the description. I was like, I've, now, now he's ruined the movie for me. I'm just looking up on YouTube and watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking awesome. <laughs> I wish we had the cameras up and running because I'm sure me and Paul's face was priceless. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean. Right there, the jellyfish wraps its tentacles around his arm, causing a quick but excruciatingly painful death. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's a spoiler if it's 2008. Six years late. No, I was, I was just laughing. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's pretty funny. But anyways, back to Suicide Squad. <laughs> Hopefully they fight. Something I, hope, I hope they fight a jellyfish so he gets his revenge. Like a giant man of war. Uh, okay, what about the Joker here? I have n- no idea who Leto is. Leto, whatever the fuck's name is. I, I guess he just won a Best Actor. So, I mean, he's been in some, like, some of the Teeny Bopper stuff. Um, Wasn't he in uh, that, I'm trying to think of the name of the Army movie there a couple years ago? Uh, it's not very good. He was in the Running movie. The runner, uh, Prefontaine. He was in that? I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, he was good in that. So, I mean, the guy's got... I mean, he's got some talent. I mean, clearly. So, yeah, that was a really good movie. I, uh, he's got the look. He's got the range. Yeah. So. I still prefer... My choice of Daniel Day-Lewis as a Joker, but whatever. Oh, yeah. He, that would be awesome. I, I think Leto will be all right. Have you guys seen Lord of War? Yes. Mm. He was the crazy, the brother that went crazy. And if I remember right, when he was all cocaine or heroin up or whatever, he he had that look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see him as... As a Joker, I think it's. I mean, he's just physically, he's got the look, and uh, I know that's not what it's all about. Because I mean, Heath Ledger, I mean, it required some makeup, but to look at a picture of him, you would have thought, okay, big old square jaw dude is not gonna fit. But I mean, he he had the range for it, so this guy physically already resembles him, and has the range. So hopefully, he does a good job. Dan, what version of the Joker do you want? Uh, probably the, I'm trying to think of the name of the stinking comic series, uh, Batman. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, there's like there. 17 versions of Batman that go on simultaneously. Yeah. Would you like more the Alan Moore killing joke type Joker? No, the, I think it's the Miller Joker that I liked. Oh, Frank Miller. Okay. Dark Knight Returns Joker? Yes. More of a sociopath instead of the maniacal. Yeah. I kind of prefer the crazy. Did you see the um, Dark Knight Returns? The animated one? No. I had not. It's a Scott, good. Scott, did you? Yeah, I've seen him. It was the best Batman on film ever. Oh yeah, by far. 
because they got it right. Yeah. Only one downside to the movie was the stupid fucking, the flying little robots. I forgot what they were called. The little kids. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Miller needs a fucking editor. Is what he needs. Somebody needs to step in and like, nope. Everything is perfect for this. Yeah. Oh well, it's still a good movie. Um. Okay, what about Amanda Waller? Does anybody want to see the super sexy one they have now or the big fat wall? I say give them the big fat wall because every other character, every 99% of characters in movies and comics looks like a freaking supermodel, so let's do something different. That's, that's what I'm for. I, I can see sexy in a couple strokes on the keyboard, so, you know, give me, give me a good actress. Dan? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Generally, I have a rule that I don't, you know, I can see ugly people for per- free, so I don't pay to see <laughs> <laughs> But. And now I've jumped to the other side of the fence. Yes, give me an actress that is extremely hot. <laughs> no, Never mind. No, I mean, as long as, as long as whoever it is, whatever body shape they are, as long as they act well, I'm I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, there's a rumor it's Oprah. Oprah? So, Oprah Winfrey. Yep. Is that eh, serious? She was, she was good in the one movie I've ever seen her in 30 years ago. <laughs> so 25, 26 years ago, whenever it was. So well, she's well, in color purple. Does that mean that this movie will only be exclusively shown on the O Network? Oh. I could... Will Smith. Could she has her own probably. entire network now, right? Yeah, she does. Will could probably bring her in if you wanted her, but I think you get too much. See, one of the problems I have with Will Smith coming in there is as soon as you get these mega stars, that's when you start having problems with contracts and payouts. Egos and egos. I mean, you got Will Smith, who's been hot for. A long time, and you got Tom Hardy, who's been hot for the last few years. So, yeah. Does anybody like the casting of Harley Quinn? She's eye candy, but I'm not really familiar with her, uh, other than I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street, and I thought she was okay in that. So, we'll see. But she's loaded up on her schedule. She's got the, like four or five movies in post production right now. So. Her name's Margot Robbie. So. Yeah. I have no feelings on it. I've never seen her in a show before. I mean, she's a pretty blonde girl, and I guess if she can act the role, then go for it. Yep, 10-4. She seemed like she was good in the one I saw her in, but, I mean, they can't write... Harley Quinn has to be over the top. I mean... Might as well just go ahead and bring in Tara Strong and let her do it. Yeah. As long as the writing's there. I mean, who knows? Watching this, she's probably... If I had to guess the way movies go with Warner Brothers, she probably won't even be the Harley Quinn we know. She'll be Harley Quinn, the the psychologist, like the whole way through, and she killed somebody with prescriptions, and they brought her in to keep this team together or some bullshit, then she goes crazy at the end of the movie. So whatever. We'll see. Well, remember the... I mean, she's... It would be a good idea to do her origin. I mean, you know... Falling for the Joker and all that. The memo went out that the Snyder universe 
whatever you want to call it, Warner Brothers films would not be funny. There's no funny in it. It's all supposed to be serious now. So how are you going to do this film correctly if you can't do it that way? Well, they if if they stick to that memo, then they can't. The Joker will not be interesting. I mean, he was and he was he was funny but threatening in Dark Knight. More threatening than he was funny, but he was still funny. Um, if they could maybe maintain that, I'm going to make this pencil disappear kind of humor. Yeah, but I, I just don't see Harley Quinn working that well. I mean, you're going to have two of the same character if they dial her back. Because, I, hell, I think she's crazier than the Joker half the time. He's just more of a killer. I think she's nuttier. So, David Ayer is writing and directing it. What has he done? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Let's look here. David Ayers? Ayers? I have notes on everybody except that guy. Fury in the Watch, Sabotage, Training Days, Harsh no, he Times. I must not be the guy you're talking about. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Fast and Furious. Oh. SWAT. Uh, Screenplay. Oh, ooh, he wrote U571. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. He did, let's say, screenplays. Fury, Sabotage, End of Watch, Harsh Time, Swat, Dark Blue, Training Day, Fast and Furious, U571. So he's like an action training. guy. I like Training Day. Yeah, I like Training Day as well. Yeah, that was good. He might actually pull this off then. Denzel. If he can do something. a DC or Marvel movie. It's Denzel. Denzel Suga of an actor for DC films. Let's be serious here. I could take him as Batman. I like my choice as Ice T as Batman. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Suicide Squad looks good, but yeah. I mean the the casting looks good. You got Jack Courtney playing Boomerang, and you got Carol Del. Yeah, that word. Uh, is the Enchantress, so she's a model that happens to act, in my opinion, but whatever. Uh, there's always eye candy. So Jack Courtney, we're about to see a lot of him in Terminator, so. Okay, what about... I'm the Terminator. No, uh, you skipped one. No, what I skip? You skipped Mark Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill, yes. The trickster is back. Yes, that's that's pretty cool. I remember him from the old series. So, on Flash. Hey, he played the Joker for 30 years or 20 years. That's a similar character. Um, well, in some respects. Yeah, it's similar and crazy. Yeah, that's about it. But, uh, I mean, you know, it'll be a new twist on Trickster because he's going to be an old man. So. Yeah. Did you see, and, watch the old um, Flash episodes, Dan, back in the day? No, I did not. I remember yeah. when I was, like, what, seven or eight when this thing came out? I actually cared. That's probably around ten. It came out in the 90s, right? I think it was, like, 1990, maybe. Okay, so I was around ten years old. I liked it. I'm not sure if it stands up now. I've heard that it does not, but I remember thinking it was looked really, really good when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, but who knows? But yeah, I, I can remember the Trickster, though. That's pretty good. I actually remember the Trickster better than I do... Uh, the Flash. So, something stuck. It was years later I found out it was Mark Hamill. 
I'm sure, and you know, geeks are going to watch this and see if there's any nods to Star Wars. Why would there be? Why wouldn't there? I got why a big name in there. I don't know. Why wouldn't there? <laughs> I wouldn't. You answer my question. Different ah, properties. Money change hands. Oh, yeah, different properties. But, you know, it's hard. Mar- There's always an homage. I mean, look at, look, at, look, at, look at all the scripts that are out there. Like, uh, like the new Terminator. They got like three homages in the teaser. <laughs> I mean, there's always homages somewhere. There'll be something hidden. There'll be an Easter egg at least. Okay. But I, I mean, that's pretty cool seeing him come back to an art, uh, that role all these years later. Because who'd ever thought there'd have been another Flash TV series, and that it would be excellent. I like it better than Arrow, actually. I do too. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like, like Arrow. It just it's better. Outside of probably Walking Dead, Flash is probably my favorite TV show running right now. I might even go to Flash as number one for me right now because we're on season five of Walking Dead. It's not as fresh as um, The Flash. So I'm going to go to Flash right now. The only thing I'm watching is S.H.I.E.L.D. That's it. I like that too. It's it's on my Hulu watch list. I think tonight's the last episode till the yeah mid season break. You got that on the list, Scott. You want to talk about your mid season breaks? Uh, which ones? Let me get the Flash, Walking Dead, Shield, and Arrow. Shield's shaping up. It's kind of nice that they actually have one, I guess, one storyline that they want to play off throughout the whole season. It's a little different than the last one, which was just a, it's kind of pell-mell. This one, they actually have a a goal to reach. I'm not caught up with Shield right now. Where are you at in Shield? Episode one? Season three. Or, I'm sorry, episode three. Season three? You're ahead of us. I'm in the future, bitches. Yeah, episode three. Yeah. And I watched it quite some time ago. Um, just full schedule, so it's something that's on my list for the break to catch up with. Maybe we should skip that one then. Yeah, I might want to skip yeah. Shield. I mean, you guys got something to say about it, say it. That one's not on my alley. Between Walking Dead, Flash, and Arrow, that's all the time I got for TV and movies. I mean, I might watch one movie a week. It's more than I watch. Yeah. Let's see, Paul, he doesn't watch Walking Dead. So. No. Well, I hate the comic. I hate the I hate the TV series. Just out of random curiosity, what, what exactly is it that you hate about it? I hate everything. Just everything. He's, he's cynical. Yeah, I hate everything about it. There's not one thing I like about it. I did like the first Telltale game, though. Yeah, it was really good. I think that was my game of the year. It was pretty good. Was that 2012 or 2013? Um, 12, I think. Yeah, it'd be running close for game of the year for me on that one. That was a, I mean, it was a good game. I mean, I used to... Back in the day, I would play a lot of like DOS, like point-and-click adventure type games or action games or... Um, your RPGs and things like that, like DOS and Win95, and 
I mean, it's awesome that something like that's come back. You know, you get to pick your, you get these storyline choices that really make a um, a difference on how the rest of the game plays out. Characters disappear. I mean, I know it's all just big branching paths, but still, it's really it's a really good immersion. And uh, you know, I always prefer gameplay over story, but that doesn't mean I don't like to watch and play something like the Walking Dead game. It um, was emotional. Oh yeah, uh, so you can get behind the virtual property of it, but still not the TV show. Yeah, at least the first one. Uh, yeah. April twenty fourth, April twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. Yeah, that's that was a pretty good game. I'd, I'd have to see the rest of the release schedule, but I remember that was that was a game that I was completely just I could not wait for the next episode to come out. So, but I haven't I haven't tried season two yet. If you like killing dogs, you're fine. Yeah. I'll see. But, um, so, we're all on the East Coast, so I don't think anybody got their spoilers for Walking Dead on Facebook by AMC. Yeah, that was a, that was a, they dropped the ball on that one. Man. So, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be PO'd. So, but I, I, the shows I follow, I know what times they play, and sometimes the West Coast gets a show before we do, so I know, you know, after a certain point, it's time to be off Facebook. So AMC definitely dropped the ball, but we should know better by now. Stay away from social media. Yeah, stay off of Twitter. Stay off of. Uh, my wife actually spoiled um, Beth for herself because of some sort of leak or something that was going around, and it was rumored, like just a couple hours before the episode played and uh, she got it off I think Facebook or Twitter or something so I just stay off the internet until I get to watch the episodes like once I know the episodes aired I just don't go on the internet right yeah yeah you, you just bring up your email and you'll see an ad on the side but like Beth got shot in the face it's like ah really so then you have people that are determined to spoil stuff for you Remember when Knights of the Old Republic came out on the Xbox? I had a friend that had played through it before I had, and he comes to the house one day, and I'm I'm literally 15 minutes from the big reveal, and he's like, "Scott, I got something to tell you." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "It's about the game." I'm like, "Don't tell me, Jake." He's like, "No, I got to tell you." I'm like, Jake, <laughs> oh, it was Jake. Shut up. <laughs> he's like, "Man, man, I can't help myself. I have to tell you." And he he literally wasn't like trying to be cute or smart, and I'm like, Jake. I paused the game and I turned around to tell him to shut up again and I even pointed my finger at him like I was whole freaking Hogan. And I was like, you! Shut up! And he goes, you're Darth Revan. I just walked out of the house. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I have spent dozens of hours getting to this point and you're, and I'm on that, you know, the last, wherever it is you find out, I can't remember, it's been a while. But I was like literally 15 minutes from finding out, and I was sitting there, I was pissed, and I was bitching at him, and he's like, oh, no, you're right there, it's about to happen. I was like, you couldn't have waited 15 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, so whenever we would do, like, um, we would be doing uh, MMA or jiu-jitsu or boxing or anything, if I had the upper hand on him and could smack him around a little extra, I would I would say, yeah, you're Darth Revan, you're Darth Revan, and I'd just start knuckling him, and he would start laughing and kick me off or whatever, but, <sighs> Jake, if you're hearing this, go to hell. Scott holds grudges when it comes to nerd shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that game came out like 2001. Yeah, that was a long time 2002, ago. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah. 
I will never forget that. One of the best reveals in the history of video games. You're Darth freaking Revan. He runs it for me literally 15 minutes away. That's pushing it. It might have been more like 10. Dan, did you catch up on the Terminator trailer? Uh, I did. I ended up watching like three fan fiction ones before I stumbled across the actual correct one. But uh, <laughs> Some of the fanfic ones are pretty good, too. <laughs> they were. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio uh, in Titanic Part 2. If you guys are listening to this, Google that. Watch it on YouTube. It's hilarious. But anyway, I, just, I don't... Uh, I love that franchise, so I'm, I'm going to watch it, and I'm excited to see it, but I'm not sure exactly what type of uh, spin they're trying to play because like, I feel like I've seen the movie, but there's just enough different that I'm pretty sure I haven't, but I kind of still think I already have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, on lunch break uh, yesterday, me and a guy at work is into all this stuff. We, uh, I have a big grease board in my office, and we were uh, – we raced all the work stuff that was on it, and we tried to plot out like Terminator timelines and how it would work and where the paradoxes are at and how they can be fixed. And I didn't have enough room on my board, and it's like six feet wide. So, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a mess. I mean, I yeah. think it was. It's you know, it's nice that they are bringing back the original actors, so that b- puts some kind of continuity in it for me. Although. I didn't even know what's that the the boy's name Eddie Furlong or something like that. I didn't know he still existed or was alive or even still acting. I'm I'm kind of wishing they would have punted and went with a different person I don't there. I think Eddie Furlong's in it. He, he's a little. I think you watched sure? another. I think I know which fan when he's talking. Did about I just wa- did I watch still the wrong one? Yeah, there's one that was about half convincing that I was trying to find because I thought it had leaked and I was. Partway through it before I realized, oh no, this is. Yeah, you must have watched the wrong one. Man, so you're still not caught up. I guess not. Continue though. Get this guy a link. Um, well, last week on the podcast, well, no, not last week. Last couple weeks, me and Pod have been really, me and Paul have been really down on Terminator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I called you Pod. Me and Paul have been just down on it because of you know the bastardization of the Sarah Connor character. And how well developed she was, and now it's like I was raised to be a badass off screen, so I'm so interesting. So where where can they go with her? But I mean, I mean, we were just like, you know, screw this. This is going to be trash, and it might still be. I've seen good trailers before, and uh, I mean, there's still questions, but I mean, the trailer looked it looked really good. It's got a lot of hype, and I mean, it's got me interested now. I went from completely hating the idea of it to, like, cautiously optimistic. Well, I mean, anytime you got Arnold against Arnold, it can't be too bad, right? Right. Or am I still talking about... No, 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 trailer. Maybe, maybe you're just confused on... Maybe you just think the actor that's playing John Connor looks like Eddie Furlong. And, um, and that's that's possible. I'm going to Google him right now. I just, I just sent you the link. It's in the group chat for the film. Yeah, it's it's uh, Jason Clark plays John Connor. So, I mean, and that that's one of my hangups. I've seen Jason Clark in a couple of movies, and I, he's fine in those. It just he just does it just the savior of humanity. It's just not. But again, in his defense, we we just got a minute of screen time, or a little less than that, seconds of screen time. So. 
it's hard to completely judge the performance, but it didn't, it didn't look promising to me. But that's why we sit and bitch and complain about trailers. I mean, there's a whole movie to watch and see how it plays. Um, sorry. Is that the one you saw, Dan? Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering if uh, my mind just mixed the fan trailer in with it. So I've definitely seen this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. With the bus and all that. Yeah, like the dude, he's floating the thing about to be teleported back to whatever year they're going back to now. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to mix everything into one movie. Yeah, Sarah Connor? Is... Sorry. No, yeah, this is definitely the one, because this is where I'm like, wait a minute, I've ran through that store looking for a trench coat, except Sarah Connor didn't save him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was totally getting it confused with uh, half of the fan trailer. So there is a fan trailer where it actually has the old Sarah Connor and yes, Eddie that's the Furlong one that had me confused for a second. In it. And I was like, oh, wait, Linda Hamilton, I know, is not attached to this. So, yeah, they picked up, yeah. There was one that was pretty slick for a fan trailer, I guess. Um, Maybe we should hire that guy. Yeah. One thing that the the yes okay like I mentioned the homages earlier and how Terminator had a bunch of them is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably the only one that can get away with it. Amelia Clark gets out there and you know come with me if you want to live, and I don't know if I've just got a bias because she's rehashing something that's been said I think in like practically all the movies, but it just didn't. didn't I don't work like for it. this guy. I don't like it, and I and I, I keep trying to tell myself it's not a bias because it's appeared so many times and they just keep going to the well. But it just seemed like it had a weak delivery. This, this is kind of a weird thing for us because we're shitting on them always rehashing the same lines in Terminator, but when Zod doesn't say Hill before, Hill before Zod. Zod, we get pissed. So. But that's only been said in one film. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, I'll be back or a variation of it's been said you know, a dozen times. Well, let him say that, but all the other lines don't fucking use it. Yeah, move on. I mean, it's just like they took it. They took, you know, serious time out from uh, Terminator Salvation so that uh, Marcus or whatever the hell his name is could take a shotgun off of Kyle Reese and show him how to put a string on it. It, it looks like it, Kyle Reese is kind of a pussy in this movie. Just yeah, like I mean, yeah, I mean, they, you don't. I haven't seen enough of of Kyle Reese in the trailer to to really get a feel for him. I mean, and John yeah, Connor does not saying, look like but, a savior. No. Hell, I look more like the savior of the universe compared to fucking John Connor. They have. Yeah, yeah. He, Even without he, the scars. He looks heavily. I have like, mental heavy scars. Like John Connor from Terminator Three, but Kyle Reese, you got to get him right. You got to get Sarah Connor right. Do what you want with the Terminators, but you got to get those two right. I mean, that that was a very well. There was good chemistry between the two originals. There's got to be a chemistry between these guys. And Kyle Reese is not a hard-ass soldier that just is like Rambo. He's a hard-ass soldier, but he's, he's hurt. He's lost a bunch of people. Well, I mean, Rambo has too, but you know what Rambo turned into. Um, think more Rambo from the first one. He's damaged goods. Mm. He, You know, I mean, he has the nightmare about his girlfriend or sister or whatever she was that gets blown up by the Terminator, uh, by the HK. And he has nightmares about it, and he he's haunted by everything. I mean, when he's given the lines 
uh, when Sarah's patching him up in that uh, big uh, culvert, you know, you can you can feel the hurt in Kyle Reese, and you can see, you know, that development and how he is just trying to survive, and did he really come back because he was in love? And Jai Courtney has to channel some of that. Dan, do you agree with this, or do you think that this is Scott's man crush on Michael Bean coming out? Uh, <laughs> I think Scott wants this movie to succeed far beyond probably its capabilities to succeed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't doubt that for a second. So. I mean, I I do too, so I mean, I don't I don't blame you, but it just seems like they're like let's just take everything from every Terminator movie that kind of worked and put <laughs> them all in one movie. Yeah. Surely this will work by us just reversing the script to where Sarah Connor knows what's happening and she's there saving Kyle Reese. So we'll just do a 180. Yeah. Well, moving off of Michael Bean, Sarah Connor, <laughs> Terminator 2, you know, she knows what's coming. That haunted, that, you know, this is terrible. All these people are going to die. It's all going to be gone. You know, what she's went through and what she's lost. I mean,. You've got to have that good human story to make a better movie. And we're either going to get a crappy action movie or we're going to get a good action movie. But are we going to get the seminal sci-fi film that 1984's Terminator was? A 99% chance not happen. Hollywood doesn't make that kind of movie anymore. You have old photoshopped Arnold versus even older virtually video Arnold. There's no no way that's going to turn out good. No. Yeah, you have digital honor versus VCR honor. It's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, what is it? Isn't that guy, isn't the, the liquid one, isn't that the dude from Top Chef? Isn't he like the Top Chef host? I thought he was the guy from Harold and Kumar. I thought he was, that's who he was. No, that's <laughs> no. He's um, I you know I didn't I had, to look, I had to look the guy up, but he's not he's he's not Harold. Oh. <laughs> uh, that would have been I, awesome. I think they had a lot of imagination with him chopping a piece off and turning it into a spear and throwing. I thought that was pretty neat. But then, like right before that, you catch just a glimpse of some X Men style wire food. Oh, just okay. Like, oh, this guy oh. was in. This was um. He's um. Fuck, no snake eyes. White Shadow, what the fuck's name? I can't remember it. Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, I never knew who the guy was who played Storm Shadow. So, I mean, hell, the guy can be threatening, and that's what a Terminator needs to be. So. Are we going to get, um, I don't know. I hope it's good. No, I don't have my hopes set very high, so I'm not pissed off and kicking stuff and stroking my Michael Bean action figures. Do you so, think they should have just gone ahead and said fuck it and get rid of Arnold and just redo everything? Instead of this holding so tight onto this franchise, trying to suck all the goodness out of it. They It probably wouldn't have hurt. I mean, it was salvageable, in my opinion, after T3, because T3 lost a lot of that personal human element 
that was the big thing missing from that movie. But the one thing we want to see is we want to see the actual war itself stay in that universe. They started that before. Yeah, that was what we were promised, and what we got was a bunch of brown scenery. It looked like freaking Call of Duty. So, yeah, we got a couple of cool sequences, but I mean... Now to save money, they decide, well, let's just go ahead and film it in present. Yeah. Contemporary times is always easier to film in, so let's just do it then. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have to consider the bottom line and the history of T3 and T4, but the history of T3 and T4 isn't because they had... Because the problem with them wasn't the special effects. The problem with them was was the writers and directors and and decisions made like that. That you know, word of mouth kills these movies. And uh, you know, they're always front loaded. But if they're front loaded and those people come out saying something good, then they're going to have a better second weekend than what they typically would. And these those movies didn't have good second weekends. They might have had okay second weekends, but they. And I like T three. I really do. And Salvation's got it has its moments, but they 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 were missing that human element. It just wasn't convincing in that film. If Skynet's so intelligent, why don't they just go ahead and kill Sarah Connor when she's being birthed? Oh yeah, machines, the machines don't go back that far. The dial doesn't go back that far. And maybe that's what it is. Well, this one should go to eleven then. Yeah, um, Skynet is just really stupid. I think they can't win. Skynet was designed clear. by a man, so that's a problem. Yeah, they should just throw in a towel. Um, I hope it's good. But so, is is you think Kyle Reese is actually going to bang Sarah Connor in this one, or since he's such a pussy, it's going to be the other he, way around? Is he, he going to die again? That's another thing. He, I mean, I think he has to. I think he has to do both things, otherwise. I, I think they're going to whack him. I think well, they're if, gonna, if, if they're doing the one eighty, then they should go ahead and kill her. That would really, yeah, that would be something. Kill her after she has the has the kids, because they could probably skip ahead nine months. Kyle Reese has to raise John Connor. I mean, let's just go ahead and fuck up the whole series. That's what they want to do anyway. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I still think Kyle Reese is gonna die at the end of this one. I think he's gonna get whacked. Well, maybe he didn't sign a Michael Bean contract where you die in every film. Yeah. Seems to be a thing with a bean name. So, well, while we're on the subject of Michael Bean, there was an alien update on the video game section. Scott, this yeah, is your alien. this is your baby. This is my baby. Uh, alien Isolation uh, is getting two new difficulty modes. I think they've already launched today or yesterday. Uh, novice and Nightmare. And Novice is kind of a response to the people that have, and this is come from Creative Assembly. People that's the difficulty's too much, or after they've completed the game, they just want to go and explore the station without getting freaking molested by a space penis. And, because, I mean, that's what happens on hard mode. I mean, it sounds and, unpleasant. Yeah, it is. What? So, so what, this is a hentai game now? <laughs> yeah, big giant space penis with teeth. And, um, the alien is going to be less aggressive have a, a dumbed-down AI, and enemies are going to be a little weaker, and there's going to be a lot more supplies and ammunition and components to build stuff with. So you're going to get a chance to really explore. I figure a lot of people are going to finish achievements and trophies with it if they allow it. And uh, so, I mean, and that is neat. I wouldn't mind just being able to take a stroll through some of the sections of the station, you know, be able to stand up or 
uh, run around a little bit instead of having to walk everywhere. But they are adding a nightmare difficulty, which is going to crank the uh, AI difficulty up considerably um, for all the characters, for all the enemies. And I'm supposing they're going to do more damage. And you're not going to have your map system, which I can't imagine trying to get through the game without the map. I mean, there's probably going to be people sitting in their houses with printed out maps uh, and actually having to read maps to figure out where the hell to go. But uh, less flamethrower fuel, and the flamethrower burns fuel faster. Less drops. Enemies won't drop ammo at all. If you don't find it in the box somewhere, you're not going to have it. And I, I, and your HUD's going to disappear. You're not going to have a HUD either. So I'm sure when you bring up a weapon select screen, when you hold your circle key, circle button down, you'll probably get it. But other than that, it sounds really awesome. I'm not ready to do it yet. <laughs> oh, and your motion tracker is going to have a cracked screen. It'll still have a display that works, but it's going to be cracked. And the data is not always going to be reliable coming through it. Is this so. a free update? Free update, yeah. Oh, that's different. I don't, I don't think Alien franchise in general can release updates that aren't free due to their past history. Yeah. Yeah. AVP 2010 and Colonial Marines kind of kicked them in the teeth. So, but I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot, but it's gonna be a little while before I, I delve back into that. Well, I don't know if my blood pressure can take it. There was a leak, I think a couple days ago, about the new Assassin's Creed game. We are going to Victorian London. Dan, have you, um, are you, are you already have another broken game in your system? No, uh, I, uh, I actually don't back the Assassin's Creed franchise. I played the first one um, at a friend's house over here, and I got really bored after about ten minutes. Now I hear whatever the one with the pirate ships. A couple of guys at work talk Black about. Flag the black flag being awesome and that, that if they could just be on the pirate ship all day, I guess raiding and pillaging or attacking other ships or something, they said it would probably be one of their favorite games ever. But it's 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 a franchise I just I just have no heart in. Amazing that's the aspect of the game I hated worse. I hated really? fucking yeah, I hated the pirating bullshit. Say I told you. He's cynical. Well <laughs> no, I just know what's good. <laughs> Um, I absolutely love the boat sections, but like like Daniel said, part one was very. I mean, it was good mechanics, but once you do it, like once you get like two kills, two assassinations, it's like okay, you know. Now I'm just powering through to finish. Um, but the series had a big upswing with two, and then the bugginess really kind of got in the way. So I mean, I play them, but I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of the series at all. I mean, Something I keep playing, hoping it's going to finally just click, because I, it does have an appeal and interest to me, but it just hasn't clicked yet. I mean, not in their defense or anything, but who who doesn't release a game that pretty much has a day one patch nowadays? Oh yeah, but they're they're running into game breaking bugs. I mean, a lot of day one patches are syncing up, you know, stuttering animations well, or something like that. But, Assassin's Creed Unity was, if you watch some of the YouTube videos, is practically unplayable. Uh, I'm sure it's not now because they have dropped a bunch of patches. But Ubisoft said that they've been working on this game for years, so maybe this one actually works. But I think the the biggest problem is 
they decide that, well, we got to get this game out by this time so we can make it in this quarter, and we'll just do what Dan said. Day one patch. We'll, we'll ship it whenever we, as soon as we get it done. Day one patch would be okay if the day one patch made it playable yeah, and yeah, got rid of most of the bugs, but they don't do that. Well, there's another patch coming out that's supposed to fix it. Well, I don't even see why they invested any time or money into co-op. I mean, it doesn't feel like the type of game or franchise that I'm dying to hop online and play with my friends with. Well, they want that Call of Duty money. Yeah, I don't see how the combat system... I mean, it might work well. I haven't played Unity yet, but I just the combat style, I mean... I mean, I don't know, maybe, but something I'd have to try out, but I don't see the appeal to it myself. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that want it, though. But those are the people who probably walk around wishing they had wrist blades in their sleeves. So... Well, Scott, which I didn't know this until a few episodes ago, his favorite genre is survival horror. And the king of it, I guess, Resident Evil, their uh, new game. They got dethroned this past October, sorry. The what? They got dethroned this past October. Just saying. By that shitty-ass alien game? Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) The the, uh, Resident Evil... Revelations 2 is coming out, and they're using the episodic schedule. And I think it's, what, $5 a game? Yeah. Yeah, but they're going, instead of doing it every month, they're doing it one a week. So, uh, Scott, this is your, your your style. First off, Revelations 1 was, was actually a return to form. Um... For a pure survival horror, I would actually choose it over Alien um, because of the it's the Resident Evil type of survival horror. I think there's a little bit of a, a, a sub-genre with Alien uh, because of the first-person perspective and and the way the Alien works. So it's not there. There's kind of the apples and oranges. Yeah, they're both fruit and they're both round, but there are differences. So yeah, I think Revelations was really good. Um, very, it was actually really, really good. Uh, I played it on Wii U. I haven't had a chance to try it on one of the other systems, but it played really well, and hopefully they continue with that because Revelations is going to kind of stick with the original style, and the like Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6 is going to be kind of its own thing. So, And I'm fine with that because I don't have to buy another game from that style again because they were crap. But, I mean, in the weekly episodes... The only thing the only thing that sucks about it is when uh, it ends on a high note, and you're just like you can't wait to play that next episode. But at least you don't have to wait a whole month. So, Dan, are you, are you? What is it that you even find appealing about? Like, if the episodes were further apart so they could do development in the meantime, I I could get behind the idea of a staggered release. But mm-hmm. looking at these release dates, the whole game's completely done. They're just giving oh, yeah. you a chunk it's, of time. They're just chunking it out, but they're only charging you. Twenty twenty-five dollars too. How much are they charging for the entire four episodes when it's all released in a probably, bundle? Probably like twenty-five dollars or something. Yeah. That that'll be one of the hooks to say, buy it now, you'll save five dollars later. And they'll do a season pass thing and all that. I'm sure. It's just a month. Why don't you just go ahead and wait and just buy everything at once? Yeah, I'm I'm actually of the uh, persuasion of when it comes out on physical, I'll get it. See, that's by why then, I haven't played season two of Walking Dead yet. By then, you can go ahead and 
it'd be patched up. Yeah, I, yeah, everything will be optimal. Well, I mean, it, it, unless there's some way that they can make more money out of it, and it sounds like from what you're saying, they make less money out of it. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure that they their bean counters have gotten together and said, hey, you know, this is what we need to make our typical profit margin at Capcom that's acceptable. And the pricing that you're going to pay for each episode is probably going to match that. And then there's going to be the dumbasses that can't wait that's going to pay the extra 4 or $5 that I'm sure they're probably going to charge to, uh, you know, get it all as one package. So I know that Capcom's kind of in a lot of financial troubles. Surely they're not in such financial troubles that they're releasing this on a weekly basis to pay payroll. That's that's a good point, Daniel. Now, do you think... (laughs) One more month of pay, guys. (laughs) Now, now, do you think that maybe this is why they went with the PS4 exclusive? That way they get that for Street Fighter V so they can actually make payroll? They got that Uh, payoff from Sony? I think I think Sony came to Capcom and said, "We'll we'll distribute it. We'll pay for all this to be done, and we'll take we'll take the hit if that's what it takes to get it out the door and be exclusive." Because Street Fighter Four hadn't made money on its six different releases, and that's exactly why it didn't make money because they kept they kept development cost up because they can't they, you have to pay programmers and content creators and writers and artists to add this stuff to your 35 versions of your game. So you constantly have an increasing development cost. With Then you get people to get you know, sick of it. I mean, I love Street Fighter, but look, I'm not buying these new. When we've we got, what, three versions of Street Fighter 4? Yeah. Five if you count the arcade uh, patch. Six well, if you count you, the other patch. Counting, patch. Are you counting the new one that's literally about to Drop Omega, the Omega patch. Are you freaking kidding me? Seriously, they have so that, another that's patch. Number, that'd, be, that'd be like the seventh version of that game. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're about to drop the Omega patch. Jesus. Oh, Lord. my God. Man, no, I had not heard of that patch yet. I yeah. hadn't been on any of the fighting sites in a few weeks, a few months, actually. So, dang. That's crazy. But that's, that's my assumption. My understanding is they... I forget the, the sales numbers, but of all the copies of all iterations of Street Fighter 4 that were sold, it was still, I think, a couple million less than just what Mortal Kombat 9 was. Wow. It's just... It's a different genre. Like, one's catering to anyone who wants to play, and the other one's somewhat catering to... the the more competitive scene, and there's just a lot less competitive people than there are people that it's like, I want to cut his head off. This is going to be awesome. True, true. Well, yeah. Mortal Kombat's combat. I mean, it's a little bit more... It's exce- It's more accessible. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you've never played a fighting game before, I mean, there's, there's challenges to the control of Mortal Kombat, but... Those half circles and quarter circles and, you know... I think it's more vis- visually appealing, at one too. Time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you a lot see of people like get, style. Yeah, you see somebody getting their head ripped off compared to somebody just kicking really fast. And yeah. it's, it's just more of a gimmicky thing. I think if... Uh, you don't have to count fucking frames in Mortal Kombat. You just have to back forward, get over here. 
Yeah, yeah. Having frame data is just it's relatively new to NetherRealm, really. Um, I think Injustice had frame counters. I can't remember if any of the other Mortal Kombat's did. But yeah, Street Fighter. I'm a. I mean, it's an amazing game, and it's its gameplay is awesome. But I'm of the persuasion that if Super Street Fighter 2 HD Remix just came out as a brand new game nobody ever heard of in the last couple years. It w- it would ha- it would probably have a good like cult following, but it wouldn't have been the uh, phenomenon that it was when that art style came out back in the uh, '90s. It'd be like Skullgirls. Yeah, that's a that's a solid game, but yeah, it would be something like that. Uh, just a it would be more niche. Whereas ripping people's heads off and setting them on fire is always going to be popular with people. So I think Mortal Kombat would be pretty much popular anywhere. So. Because at the time that those big fat sprites came out on the arcades and on your Super Nintendo and your Sega, it was because they were hand drawn. You know, nobody had seen that. I mean, that was so graphic. That was so aesthetically appealing that it just drew you in. And then you found out there was a really excellent fighting game on top of it. It still says on Mortal Kombat's website that Ten's coming out this year. I thought my understanding is it gets released in April. No, they need to update their official website. It still has it for this year, I think. It may have changed it to 2015. Yeah, it should be quarter one. My understanding is launch is supposed to be in April because I've watched a good deal of footage and followed it pretty heavily. I I've, I struggle with any game where I have to push a button a lot because it's just not natural to me, at least. That's why I liked. I think that's why I liked Injustice a lot more than. The previous Mortal Kombat. Ugh. The last you, one I played before that. Are you, no are you roaring at not liking Mortal Kombat or Injustice, Paul? Which one, which one do you have to beef with? Injustice. Yeah. And what was your beef with that? It fucking sucked. I'm sensing, a trend. I'm sensing a trend here, Paul. Everything yes. that's awesome, you're against. No. 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 <laughs> I hate uh, fucking Injustice. Compared did to you download it on Mortal- PS Plus? I played it on PC and PS Plus, and I fucking hate them both. Yeah, but we still need the something we can play together and not have to spend money on. Yeah, but I still fucking hate Injustice. It's got oh, Scorpion man. in it. it what? It was, it, it was the first fighting game that someone got... Well, Mortal Kombat 9's story wasn't too bad, but I, I enjoyed just playing, I'm going to say, the story-slash-arcade mode of Injustice. That seemed like the fucking B-team version of that game. It was just seemed bland. And the story itself, the actual comic book, is really fucking good, but just the way that it was presented and looked was horrible. I'm not Wonder Woman does look terrible. I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you look back historically at all the other story mode for fighting games, you just went up a ladder until you were done. <laughs> So, I thought, like, yeah. Well, not. I thought nine was was great up until you got to the like Mortal Kombat three story mode, and then it kind of started going to shit. So like the first two thirds of the story mode of Mortal Kombat nine was pretty awesome, and then it just went to shit after that. I think I think Injustice was the first fighting game I sat down to play, and. It wasn't just the fighting that made me not want to put it down. It was that delivery of the story, and I thought they did an excellent job with the cutscenes and transitioning into your fights. And I thought I thought it was fun. I mean, it was the same thing from nine. 
There yeah. was really no difference. Except it was Superman. Punching pitches. Oh, yeah. And Batman. Yeah. I played the snot out of Dooms and Bane in that game. Ah, oh, you're one of those. We've been one of those. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Superman was the most overpowered character in that game. Smashing your head against your control to win. Do, are you Except one of those he frames, people? He frames up so hard, though. Like, oh, look here. Woo. You're one of those dudes that he just let someone jump in the sky from you, aren't you? You'd be I'm like, oh, no, guys. he disappeared in the eye. Just let me stand here and get smacked in the face instead of backdashing. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm one of those guys that picks the favorite character and plays it. Superman? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the character they had nerfed many times over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you like Superman. It just so happened he was. But how do you not make him the best character? That's true. Too. Feels kind of feels kind of dirty if you don't. Unless you have Superman and getting beat by friggin' Harley Quinn, this don't make no sense. Yeah, unless you have Dark Seed in there, you got a problem. Yeah, Bane's kind of rocked my world online though. I'll say that. I I could I I looked up every strategy and it just I I just wanted to kill myself when I played a Bane. I did better against Doomsdays. Yeah, the whole using the venom to get uh, extra hits of armor and stuff on your attacks, it it kind of feels pretty cheap and the, but it's a it's a good cheap. Yeah, I and I'm a fan of there being counter fighters to other fighters. That doesn't bother me. You know, I like balance, but I like to have. There's a guy out there who's gonna be your kryptonite. You know, I, I think it was day like day one they released Lobo. I went out there and and paid for him, and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. And I was like, I hate this dude. I hate the way he plays so bad. Yeah, I think I, think I bought uh, I bought Zod maybe on one of them. Well, at the PlayStation Experience, Sony released a couple of trailers. Um, Uncharted 4, No Man's Sky, Until Dawn, Order 1866. Uh, any of those games anybody interested in want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of money when No Man's Sky comes out and buy a freaking sweet PC. I uh, Uncharted 4 looked good. I'm not a PlayStation person. I've just always had the Xbox, so I've not got to play any of the Uncharted um, much good. like these notes say, is I'm pretty sure I would like. I'm I'm happy that they figured out how to let the character climb on things. I really am, but it best have a great story because I suspect the gameplay is terrible. I don't know the Uncharted series, so maybe they do have great stories, uh, but it, it looked awfully boring to me. It's like I'm going to find something. I'm going to shoot a whole bunch of people and jump on stuff. I, I like Uncharted. I mean, you know, I haven't played three yet, um, but one and two are pretty good, and uh, I like it better than Assassin's Creed by far, actually. So Uncharted's a is a pretty quality title. So I did see the No Man's Sky gameplay, and it made me yearn for the younger days of playing Star Fox. I don't know why, <laughs> but it did. It, it it easily took me back to thinking of Star Fox. It did that a little bit for me, but do you remember Starfighter for PlayStation? That impossible uh, flight game that you had? Yeah, I do. I, I just don't know. I don't know if it's the art style that made me go to Star Fox, but 
Oh yeah, I can see that now that you say that because of like the uh, the animals and stuff. Kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of them. But I would I would definitely be uh, interested in playing that game. Yeah, well everything's procedurally generated, like every bit in that game. And that's what allowed them to create such a huge galaxy and huge universe. I mean, you can travel all over the place. You got a kick-ass algorithm going there. Now, yeah. now, that being said, I still haven't really figured out what the point of the game is, unless it's just to go check stuff out. I think it's a discovery game. Yeah. yeah pretty much. I'm. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's going to be kind of like Star Citizen, but not as not quite as in depth. There's going to be. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be like missions and jobs and shit you can do. And, Places you can explore, but and that's cool. I mean, they need something that's good exploration, but yeah, it's 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 been on my radar for a while. So, has anybody played any of the Witcher games? I've played one and a little bit of two, and they're very good. Dan, yes, I played about thirty minutes of two before I realized my computer just could not handle it. And I got very upset and turned it off, but I was I was quite looking forward to being able to play too. My computer can handle it. Uh, this was on not my MacBook, but like well, two I'm, years ago, two three years ago. Well, I was just, I'm playing it on my PC that came out like two years ago, two three years ago. Did you lower your your resolution down to at least 720? No, I'm not no. gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some level of visual standards. <laughs> I don't. I can play Game Boy right now and be excited. <laughs> Give me Witcher on Game Boy. Let's do this. I paid $5 on Steam. I was going to get my fucking $5 out of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how much I paid for it, too, on Steam. <laughs> but Witcher 3 has been delayed, so good on them. If their ship's not working, don't put the game out. So... Congratulations. So they have bugs. Yeah. So and it's nice to see. See, I forgot the name of the developers, but um, they actually give a shit. Oh, it's just like a DLC. They're yeah. having like 16 free yeah. DLCs, and some of them are mocking other DLCs that are kind of infamous, like the horse armor thing, which we went over that already. A couple yeah. Of Project Red is the team. Yeah. It. And... They also don't give a fuck about DRM either because their viewpoint is, look, no matter what you do with DRM, people are going to break break into it and get it. Yeah, why so, waste time and I mean, develop time and payroll? If prevent. people download it, they like it, fine. They can support us. If not, then we're going to lose money no matter what. So mm-hmm. at least they understand what they're dealing with. Unlike everybody else who uses Uplay, which is broken, just put the game out. Fuck your servers. Let's have fun. Okay, it looks like Scott wants to bust out his Scotch Retro Game of the Week. Yeah, that'd be um, Gunbird 2 for the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, have you guys played that one? No, I'm going to be honest. Like When I got my Dreamcast, which was probably my second favorite system of all time, I played a ton of football and then a ton of uh, K1 kickboxing on it. Was there and K1 it, on? Was it wasn't wasn't the K1 on the Dreamcast? I don't know. I, I got excited when you said that because I played I played the World Grand Prix on PS2 
and it was really, really good. No, like, like K1, the kickboxing stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh. K1. Yeah, they had K1 World Grand Prix, and there was a which couple. One did we play, which one did we play at your house? Oh, that would be uh, that was PlayStation 2. That was on the PlayStation 2? Then I'm thinking of a UFC game. Was there a UFC game yeah, on the Dreamcast? The, yeah, the first yeah, UFC game was... Yes, I played the crap out of that in college. That was awesome. That was mind-blowing when it released. So, I guess in a long, a long about, no, I've never played Gunbird, but I like the Dreamcast. Well, I know, I know it's going to be kind of a mystery, but one of those two games is probably going to be our retro game of the week next week. But, uh, yeah, Gunbird 2 is a top-down shoot-em-up. And it's from Capcom, and you had, like, uh, it had Morgan from Darkstalkers as one of the characters. Oh, and okay. it had, uh, uh, she was like a secret character. You had to, like, go to, like, the random button for character select and hit up or down. And I think you hit down, you got Morgan, you hit up, you got some, like, samurai guy. But anyways, there's, like, five or six characters, and it's, like, this anime storyline where they got to try to find these three elements in order to put this potion together to grant their wish. So you got, like, Alucard... And then you have uh, Morrigan. Uh, there's like a little witch. There's like a little girl with a oh, rocket. Yeah, Alucard? Yeah. Is this a Capcom game? Yeah, a Capcom game. Oh, uh, okay. Not that Alucard, but yeah, Capcom. Oh, Alucard. but damn it, now I'm not interested in a game. Yeah. So, yeah, you done gave up. So, yeah, it's close enough. Come on. But it's, no. uh, you know, you have these evil, like, uh, pirates, the queen pirates, and they're trying to prevent you from getting it. So they're, they're your many bosses and bosses throughout the game, and, and it's, a, it's a good sh- shoot 'em up and it lets you play, like, two-player mode, and you guys can simultaneously pound through the levels, but there's, uh, like, the enemies are really big, and what they do, like the bosses and mini-bosses, is you shoot them and their components break down, and they morph and transform and turn into different types of bosses, and stuff falls off from them, breaks off from them, so the boss fights are really cool, and you got, like, your power upgrades for, like, your weapons, and you shoot enemies, and you can pick those up, and your weapons start covering wider uh, areas of fire, and then you get different angles of the, fire, the shots fire. And uh, each each character has their own specific like melee attack. Like the samurai has like the big sword swing that wipes out the enemies, and they're extremely powerful, but they're limited in range. And the way the game's designed is you have these big enemies that fire these huge, thick patterns of bullets. You have to burn them down really fast. And then you have all your little enemies, which most people play as shoot 'em up. You know, a lot of times they try to burn the enemies down, the little guys out of the way before they're the big guys. This one kind of flips that a little bit because you got to try and burn a path through the little guys in order to use your big uh, limited-use melee attack. And that's the only way you can keep the bullets down to really survive because the patterns are very, very, very thick. And then you have your targeted shots too. So, And then you have bombs that will clear all the, the items or the enemies on the screen and the bullets. Not the big, They don't always kill the bigger enemies, I don't think. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a really good shoot 'em up It's got a lot of humor, so it's funny, and then their stories, you know, you complete their stories and different things happen to them. You got, like, this Russian robot, I forgot about him. He wants to be, like, a real human, things like that. So it's a very, very, very good shoot 'em up and if you have a Dreamcast or, I think, a PlayStation 2, I think there was a release of it for PlayStation 2 that came later. Um, it's, a, it's not a pricey shoot 'em up like most of them. It, it can be bought for a reasonable price. So definitely recommend Gunbird. Is it like a reasonable price? Like if I had an emulator that I could just play it for free? Well, they're all reasonable. They're all unreasonably priced in that (laughs) respect. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good game. 
So. Well, if we're if we're allowed to plug old school type games, man, I, I have to. I would feel I'm doing a disservice by not telling everyone to go play Vulgar or the Viking because it's great. It's um, is it was it Ghost and Ghouls? Like you start with no equipment and like you get a piece of equipment. If you get hit, you lose that piece of equipment. And then when you get hit without any yeah, equipment, you're just dead forever. It follows that type of formula, although it's following the heroic struggles of Volgor the Viking. And it is, uh, I think, I, well, I mean, it's it's free on Xbox One, but I think you can get it on PC as well. It uh, It is by far been one of the more enjoyable games I've played in the last many years. The controls are spot on. Uh, it's one of those games where you have to you know, recognize the pattern and then memorize the pattern and get through the entire level without dying because you, you just restart at the beginning every time. But it doesn't feel unfair. It feels overwhelming, but not unfair. It looks really cool. I'm looking at those screenshots right now. It's $10 on PC. Yeah, it's like I'm only on level 2. A uh, guy at work, Chris, he's he's got up clean to level 5. Uh I don't know if uh, you guys ever listened to Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb's podcast or anything like that, but uh, Giant Bomb did a whole series dedicated to it to where they made like an intern or something, sit down and play it until he beat it. Those poor, poor interns. If it's anything like Ghosts and Goblins, and you're saying you only made the level two, that's that's probably punishment. Yeah, I mean, you know why you die every time, and you just kind of uh-huh. curse yourself every time you do it. Like, why did I jump? I knew that was there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a look at that one. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know how much it cost since it was free with games with gold, but it, it's well worth ten bucks in my opinion, as long as you're gonna be dedicated to throwing yourself at it till you get through it. If you're gonna quit on level two, then it's probably not worth ten bucks. Yeah, well, that's I like the games that abuse me. That's why I'm excited about Nightmare Mode on Alien. So yeah, then I'll you should be fine. I'll be looking at I'll be, I'll be looking at this one after the holidays. I've got plenty of games to buy. Have you tried Expendable Bros yet? Expendable Bros. <laughs> no, but I like the sound of it. It's uh, it's exactly it's what you think it is. Right now, they're still doing their free preview on Steam. So go ahead and download it. I will. Let it me make a note of it over here. Excellent. We, I, th- I forgot what they planned the release date is, but we definitely all have to get on Steam and play it. I think they're only going to have like 10 or $15, but check it out. It is fucking amazing. Let's see. Let's let me go ahead. I forgot about this news story, so let me just go ahead and read this, and then whoever wants to comment on it, can go ahead. The Sci-Fi Channel is developing a new TV series that will be set before the destruction of Krypton called Krypton. In fact, it will be set only two generations away from the birth of Kal-El. The series is being developed by David S. Goyer and will feature Superman's grandfather. Um, Years before the Superman legend we know, the House of El was shamed and ostracized. This series follows the Man of Steel's grandfather, as he hopes, as he brings hope and equality to Krypton, turning a planet in disarray into one worthy of giving birth to the greatest superhero ever. So, so wait, wait, wait a minute! I got my comment already. <laughs> Allegedly, 
He turns it in. He turns. It's a planet in disarray, and he turns it into. And he he turns it into one of equality and order, basically. So he's basically like the world's most powerful social justice warrior, and like evil liberal that wants to take over everything, and make his little utopia. And that's why the planet kills itself out of suicide. Now I know what happened to Krypton. They mm-hmm. it wanted to die. It's, it's, in the comics, though, his grandfather's name is Sieg L, based yeah. off of Jerry Siegel. So, uh, I'm just being smartass about that. That I'll, I'll watch it if I have. Well, I guess I don't have sci-fi. I'll, I'll check it out. You can get it on Hulu probably. Yeah. Or sci-fi.com. Did you check out Expendable Bros yet? <laughs> no. Uh, I have to. Uh, well, I bought Parallels so I can run Windows on here, but I don't know how. It's on Mac. Oh, really? Yeah. So Steam. And the Steam worked on Mac. Yep. Yep. Not all of them, but there's a good number. Most importantly, Expended Bros works. I think Witcher 2 works as well. Let's see here. Let me check a compatibility list here for my PC. Let's see. Oh, I don't have to. Yeah. I'm just jealous I don't have a Mac. I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, Xfinibros has got a freaking awesome... It's It's like Contra on steroids written by Michael Bay... I mean, it's got to have some time with the Expendables, right? Like, it has to. That's what it is, yeah. It's ripping off Expendables, yeah. Um, to the point I'm afraid they're going to get sued. They're probably going to get sued for the character designs. But the soundtrack is freaking awesome. And so are the sound effects. So you definitely definitely ought to try that. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome as hell. It's the way Contra should be. Yeah. I'm not playing online with either one of you guys. Are. What? <laughs> Because you you'll give me Mac-Aids. I don't want my computer to die. <laughs> well, with your shitty-ass suddenly uploads, we probably wouldn't be able to play anyway. Yeah, my, I, th- I think I might be at like a 1.5 meg upload. I'm not sure. Man, I hate you guys. Our editor here is so terrible. I don't I have a 1.68 for years. The max I can get here currently is 6 down. Wow. I'm getting 25 they're coming Tuesday to install uh, a channel bonding router that will give me 12, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I live in New Haven, and I have uh, 20. Yeah, Same. cable? Do you guys have, yeah. Yeah, I have to have DSL out here. Ah! Mm, that explains mm, a lot. Say you can't be a member of the PC Master Gaming Race. <laughs> <laughs> you are not permitted. No matter I, what, I, like your do, do not go has, on the Reddit board. Mac, I'm sorry. I am uh, I am easily a filthy casual outside everything but the fighting games. I take them pretty serious, but everything else, I'm a filthy casual. Yeah, I was impressed with your Mortal um, Marvel versus Capcom. I could feel the rage coming out for all the years of Street Fighter. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily. You paid me back in spades. 
He's like, we're on Xbox Live. And he's like, you know, I'm just playing with you right now, right? Because I thought, I was like, man, I'm holding him off. I'm doing okay. He's like, watch this. And I'm like, just destroyed me. I was like, really? Okay. Yeah, pretty pretty much Killer Instinct's my go-to right now if I have an hour to kill. I was going to ask you about that. Have they actually done any work on that game in the last two years since it came out? Yeah, they're doing uh, they're doing a seasonal approach. So essentially, each year they just keep adding on to the existing game, and they're at the beginning of season two currently. So. I think it, they're up to uh, 11 characters working towards 16 for the end of Season 2 uh, in different mechanics. So I, I like it. To me, it's uh, by far the most unique fighting game experience because they don't have a lot of... Well, really, they don't have any, any at all duplicates. There's not one character wow. that plays remotely like the other character. And it means that they've had to do some crazy mechanics, you know, to to make it work, but everyone's pretty unique. So if they hold that and stay true to that label and get 16 completely unique characters by the end of Season 2, which is, I think, April, um, I'll be pretty impressed. Right now, essentially, like... When Season 2 came out, you can pay $20 and you get all of Season 2. And then each month you get a giant update with a new character. Is Cinder in that one yet? Cinder is the last character for... uh, Right, best for last. For Season 2, so they're holding him for last. Cinder bullshit. We get get Riptor in two weeks. Eh, fuck Riptor. Riptor. I see, I made, you made me say the F word. I was trying to... <laughs> no one said Riptor. That bitch can go to hell. Yeah. So we get we get Riptor in two weeks. So they're releasing... I think there's... Out of the eight they're doing, four returning characters for season two and four new characters. Awesome. Yeah, that, that was a game that when they announced it, I was just like... I was in my big hate Microsoft Xbox One thing. It was after the E3, and when they announced all the horse crap that they were going to tie into the system, and then they turn around and they're like, "Oh, look, we got Killer Instinct." I was like, "Why are you doing this to me?" It's like it's personal, and uh, I've been waiting on a new Killer Instinct game for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, someday. I mean, it's probably, it's probably oh, stupid wow. of me, but I I totally bought my Xbox One just to play Killer Instinct. That was one care. That was one of the few exclusives I've seen. It's like, well, they they actually have more exclusive on Xbox than that I want to play instead of PlayStation at this point in time. Yeah. But I had all those PlayStation Plus free games, so I was like, eh. Yeah, but I, make a difference. Scott and I are just going to wait a year, and then we'll download it for, like, what, $250 Xbox One? Yeah, it'll drop. Yeah. Uh, it'll be longer than a year, probably. I I strongly suspect that the wife is plotting to buy me an Xbox One. Just proof that she hates me, but I think that's my Christmas gift. Um, An Xbox One. She doesn't really like you, does she? No. It, she she likes you. I enjoy my Xbox One. I like it. Now you enjoy Killer Instinct. I enjoy also all their free games. Yeah, because they're free. Well, okay. Volgor the Viking, awesome game, free. <laughs> Super Guacamole. Awesome game, free. That's a good one. That is a uh, good yeah. one. I heard that was good. Max Curse of the Brotherhood, pretty good puzzle game, free. Like, there's a Warframe. It's like this weird sci-fi kind of MMO. 
it seemed it seemed okay. Yeah, me and Paul's already played the definitive edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was a I was a hardcore Xbox fanboy, and uh, this last time, and that that E3 just really. It's like, oh, no, I just want to be able to sit down and play games and not have to go through a bunch of BS. But they dropped a lot of that, so. Yeah. I ain't going to lie, I want one. I'm oh, just yeah. Being, I'm just uh, being pissy about all that BS. I want that's, one, that's too. all it boils down to. Dan, have you tried Sunset Overdrive? I tried that, uh, what was it, like a, they had a free weekend, but since my, it, it wasn't a free weekend, it was a free day that you could play the full game, and I found out about it that night. And started my download because I got my, you know, friggin' Toys R Us internet. And <laughs> by the t- by the time it got done, at some point the next day, I played it for like twenty minutes and just quit. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the gameplay is 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 good. Um, it doesn't appeal to me as far as to look at it, but maybe to sit down and play it, it might appeal to me. I don't know. I just I'm just not a fan of that particular art style. Just doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me. But I mean, I'm, if it, the game's good, I'll play it regardless of the art I, style. So. I mean, if you like Ratchet and Clank, I'm sure you'd like it. Oh yeah, those were good. Yeah, yeah. How does it play as close to Jet Set Radio as we think it does? As it looks. Um. I would say yes. I would. I would. I would say to me, it it's not a pickup at all. The fact that Microsoft or whoever decided they were like, "Hey, anybody want to play this to try to whet their appetite for this this week within the game just being released for like two weeks?" I think screams we got problems. Well, you oh. can't trust the review ratings. No, I you didn't. gave it a nine. I, I never. I trust a couple like uh, YouTube type. Li- I generally watch like a YouTube let's play of someone that I decently can stand to listen to. That's generally how I make my purchases nowadays, which are almost never. Yeah, um, it's that's the same here. <laughs> I've heard people who love Just Set Red, not Just Set Red, but um, Sunset Overdrive. The people who love it, they love it, and if you don't. Like it, it's just total shit. So, yeah, I I would agree with that. It, it's one of those. It's your thing or it's not your thing. I did like Jet Set Radio. So it's Jet Set Radio with guns and breaking the fourth wall. So basically, it's a toned down. Uh, fuck, what's the guy's name? Who's the guy who breaks the fourth wall? Yeah, Deadpool. It looks good. The white Xbox looked cool too for the. Uh, I do like the white Xbox. That does yeah. look sweet. Yeah. Did you guys see the um, retro PS4 done up like a PS1? They only made twelve thousand three hundred of them. No. You guys didn't know. see that? No. Gosh, that was freaking I awesome. Have, I must have missed that in my newsletter. That was that PSX uh, show. They. Uh, I guess you couldn't even hardly order them online because as soon as they were available, like the servers locked up from all the people logging in trying to buy them. Because you know, probably some 50 jerks bought 450 of the Xbox or the PlayStation 4s. But they're they're um, they look like a PS1 kind of. They got the whole 
I don't know if it's a decal or if it's painted that way or what, but they're pretty neat looking. They're limited edition. They're going to hold. They're going to hold value for sure with the collectors, but they look really neat. Dan, how do you feel about Phil Spencer? You think he's doing a good job for Microsoft right now? Yeah, I don't. I don't have any qualms. I like the way. I like the direction the company is going. I like everything they're doing currently with uh, their Xbox franchise. Uh, I, I have I have no quorums. The only thing truly that I'll complain about is I just uh, I think uh, they need to essentially buy some bigger. Like I'm not a big shooter fan, so I'm like I'm not a huge Halo franchise, and they seem to have all their money in that. I would I would love to get some exclusive uh, role play type immersion games, like because Dragon Age that wasn't exclusive, was it? No, no. Yeah. I want something like that that I'll probably never have enough time to play, but I want it. Well, you still have a chance. They they might be able to... It'll never happen, but they could go to Bioware and buy Mass Effect 4, make it exclusive. Well, I mean, what's going to happen is Street Fighter Five literally will come out in like 2016, and then I'll be forced to buy a PlayStation 4, and then it just won't matter. Well, you do get Tomb Raider. For a few months. For a few months. Oh, is it a timed exclusive? Seems like it. They are publishing the game, so I don't know. They may get to keep it. You know, you talk about the first party. You, when the first Xbox came out, Microsoft Studios, man, they released a ton of titles in different genres. And yeah. a lot of them were decent to great. I mean, they had some really good titles. So. Well, then Microsoft say they were developing like 100... First party titles or some amazing amount of games. Something, yeah, something that's not even hardly believable. Yeah, I mean, first party. I mean, that's that's typically some of your highest quality stuff, though. I mean, you know. Well, they've opened five first party studios. That's interesting. Here's Sega's in financial trouble. Sega's been in trouble ever since. But they, ever since the Saturn came out, yeah. the 32X. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of the somebody snatch Sega up in the next couple of years though. And Capcom, it's just a matter of time if they don't get their shit together. Well, Sega, they just they bought um. They bought Atlas. They bought Atlas. But. What kind of what kind of sales do you get out of Atlas games? Critically, they're almost always top notch. But I mean, I don't really know. But do they they don't sell like Call of Duty? I'm sure of that. Well, nobody sells like Call of Duty. No, no, that's kind of a hard one to compare them to. But yeah, Atlas is a good developer as long as Sega. I don't know Sega. Do their what? games even break gold? I don't know. I know. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think Sonic Lost World kind of crapped. Of course, it was on a system with a low install base. Um, Colonial Marines may have been profitable because it sold over a million. Did it really? Yeah. Well, it was that. Dude, that game was hyped. I mean, yeah. That, a lot of people had a lot of hope game. for that after AVP flopped. Yeah, and then you watch the and the videos and the fake demos and stuff. Well, I mean, you know, when you lie to people, 
That yeah, when you when you're basically making a CGI movie and saying this is our game we're having, and then, you know, I mean, there was stuff they showed that wasn't even in the game at all. Like not even not even there was levels that they showed that didn't even appear in the game, and not to mention, I mean, the models looked like they were from 2006 or 2007 at some a lot of times. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might have made some money. I think it might have, but you know. The big thing is, is these companies, they spend so much money on these games, they have to sell two, three, four million. And that's why Capcom's in the shape they are. They've said many times they're not going to produce games unless they sell two and a half or three million on a system. And you need to do something about your business practices if you're having to count on that much because only a very few titles can sustain that kind of sales year in and year out. Didn't Ubisoft say that too? Yeah, Ubisoft says that a lot. But Capcom yeah, made that statement. That's why they weren't going to do Tomb Raider, and then it ended up breaking even or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And then, um, what was the other one? Uh, it was back to the other developer, Capcom. Like, I think Resident Evil. Um, I think it's not coming to Wii U because they had to have so many sales for it to be profitable. And that, and that makes sense. Cut something loose. But at the same time. It's it's caught up with them as a company, and if your PS3 and your PS4 and Xbox One aren't providing those sales either with hundreds of millions of consoles, you need to fix your company. Because only, you know, I mean, what, less than 5% of console owners are buying your game, or 10% or less? You know, I'd work on getting those percentages up rather than spending more money on hiring, you know, famous voice actors and crap like that. Oh, Kevin Spacey, you know, yeah, I don't know. And that, that creates hype, too, in its own way. I mean, who knows what the dividends that pays, but I'm sure Kevin Spacey wasn't cheap. No, I'd rather have better. I'm sure his agent sat down, and if he never played a video game in his life, went to Wikipedia and saw that this game was selling, like, Mario Kart numbers, you know, as a series, you know, ah, yeah, we're going to, yeah, these guys are going to pay us a lot. I don't think Kevin Spacey's actually going to, Bring in any sales for Call of Duty. Well, I wasn't going to buy Call of Duty, but now that Kevin Space is a character in there, I'm going to buy it. Well, you got your story, people. You know, your video games are an art form, which I, I think they are, but. Has someone actually played. To... Sorry for the silence, I was playing the first level of Expendables. Bros. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe he's back already. Well, I was, you know, I'm up here on the laptop upstairs, so I don't wake anyone up, so I didn't have a mouse, so I got real <laughs> tired trying to try it on a trackpad. It's a pain. But uh, until until someone comes out with a, the next de facto shooter, Call of Duty will always just be a license to print money. Like, Destiny had a good run for a couple weeks, but then it, it floundered pretty hard. Yeah. I think Halo. I think Halo Five may or may not dethrone it. I want to oh, say I'm Halo sure will as a fanboy, but I don't see it happening. Uh, Halo multiplayer. It might. It might not. But I don't know. Call of Duty's pretty hard to beat as far as sales go. Well, did this one sell as great as they thought it would? I don't think it did. Actually, no. Call of Duty is on a downswing, yeah. right? I don't know, Advanced Warfighter? I mean, they they used to say this is going to be the biggest fucking game ever. ever, And every year it, it surpassed it up until, I think, a year or two ago. And then it just didn't start 
was it Black Ops Two started dropping down, or Ghost is when it started dropping? Uh, I think I think Black Ops it started to drop, and then it started really dropping after that. I, Halo will bust over a million units when it's when it comes out in Halo Five, but whether or not the multiplayer stays there, I don't know. Right now, they can't even get their fucking Master Chief Edition to work right. Yeah, which, and that's... which which I think Halo Five won't be an issue for that to work right. I think the Master Chief Edition of trying to, you Master know, pretty, test. pretty aiming for a holiday exclusive is what that was. Yeah, they looked at them. Nintendo took Wind Waker and all those assets and cleaned them up, and then, you know, sold a bunch of copies. You know. It didn't cost them nowhere near as much in development because all they had to do the the assets were already there. Just a little bit of work and everything is improved, and it shows. <laughs> you know, Nintendo yeah. put six months of payroll behind Wind Waker, so Microsoft well, I mean, the same thing. I, I've always attributed uh, Call of Duty's recent downfall to its lack of uh, people just hate the big name streamers essentially hating it. I've always felt that, unfortunately, we're in a place to where there is a small section of people that can actually shape the shooting industry just due to the amount of people that follow them and and watch their channels or you know or however it may be. Because if you're trying to play the hot new thing and you're some 14 year old kid that's like, I love so and so, and you know they got a million followers or something. And they're sitting there being like, well, this game's crap. Game didn't even have a chance to not be crap. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, I'm trying to think of the dudes, some of the dudes' names. Like, uh, I think think there's, like, a guy named Woody's Gamer Tag, C. Nanners. I think these people have, like, over a million people each that follow them. I mean, I know Call of Duty sold... X amount of million, but you would have to assume between probably the top ten Twitch streamers that the entire population that probably bought the game is almost watching their channel as well and doing what they say. How the hell is this shit so popular? Watch somebody play a fucking video game. Look, dude, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I watch more video games being played than I get to play video games nowadays. I don't watch Call of Duty stuff. I mean. I got bored and watched Clash of Clans there not too long ago. I'm like, what's this? I'm gonna watch this for an hour. I watch a little. I've watched some Twitch stuff. Um, I mean, if some guy, it's, it's commentary has a lot to do with it. It does. I mean, seeing the skill was one thing, but the listening to the guy and the funny shit that he said, and people that suck sometimes. I've watched. I've watched a few people that were terrible, and just their attitude and and the and the things that they said and their wittiness it's just like it kept me going for a little bit watching well, well fuck I should have played injustice online then <laughs> you, killing yeah, yeah play against Daniel let him smash you with his frame counts but uh <laughs> I'm on the version that runs good the 360 yeah so yeah that's even worse um you know I like like angry joe show as far as like review guys goes cuz he's got a lot of a lot of production uh you know, I mean, they it is pretty good. He's funny. He speaks well. You know, they have special effects which are goofy, and there's comedy. And I line up with a lot of what he says about games. And he's sick of broken games, and he's sick of you know nothing changing. I mean, his Madden videos are epic. 
So, I mean, guys like that, I mean, he just does an honest review, I think. You know, I'll watch like, it. I watch a giant bone quick look. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah. I just need to see if the game's any good, or how to be the fucking boss. Other than that, I don't. I'm not gonna sit there and watch some douchebag play a game for two hours. I'm not gonna be playing it myself. Well, yeah. I, I don't really watch it in that scenario. Like more like the kitchen needs cleaned. I'll go clean the kitchen. Well, while yeah, doing it, I'll pull this up on my laptop and just kind of watch it. Yeah, mine's more of a it's in the room running while I'm doing something else or you know maybe I'm even listening to somebody who cuz I don't want you know cuz they are funny I'll listen to them while I'm browsing the internet while they're playing their game or something like that. I've done that. Yeah. But yeah, I like the guys that review mostly and and put on the shows, things like that. Boogie's another good one. Yeah, I like I like Boogie. Okay. Well, on that note, is there anything anybody wants to plug? Talk about Scott. You have a Twitter handle. Dan, you got one. Somebody plug something. Other than Slayer Saints, available right now on Amazon.com. Let's see. I would like to give a shout out. We, our book Slayer Saints was mentioned on Daggers of the Mind with Jeff Holbrook. So download that podcast. It's a quick little eight-minute podcast. A little. Philosophical, so check it out. Um, if you have any questions and comments, do not message me because I will not fucking answer them. But you can always message Scott on Twitter at Razik, or you can email Scott at uh, Scott and Paul Show at gmail.com. So you really have a Twitter? Yeah. I'm one person away from reaching Michael Bean. I've got his wife on Twitter. She follows me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close. So close. Remember I was talking about that man crush, but there you He go. was in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm 140 was... characters away from success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He was in Pennsylvania recently for a signing uh, at, a, at a con, and I was thinking, Owen's a big Corporal Hicks Kyle Reese fan too. It's in his blood. Using his and, son to get to Michael Bean. That's why he got married. That might have been <laughs> might have been something with the day that I uh, come home and Owen had a quiver on his back uh, that I bought him for his bow and he had a toy shotgun in it. I said, "What are you doing, buddy?" He pulls his shotgun out and pumps the action. And he goes, "I like to keep this handy for close encounters." And I was just like, "You are clearly my son." And I, we wept at the greatness of the moment. So, yeah, he quoted Hicks. And I messaged um, – her name is Jennifer Blanc Bean, and they, they do Blanc Bean Productions. And they make like – that's where Michael Bean's like directing and writing his movies, and she's directing and writing, and they're all starring and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I messaged her and told her about that story, and she cracked up. And I think another time I asked her, like, what's he think about kids that age – liking those movies because you know a lot of people are like you shouldn't let your kids watch those and and he's he says he's blown away that kids that age know the characters so yeah I'm just I'm so close so close <laughs> I mean you know one of these days I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch James Cameron in the nuts for killing off Reese <laughs> and then we'll go find uh, oh I know their names but I I'm not gonna repeat them those guys that did Alien 3 for killing off Hicks so whatever it's going to happen someday, Alien Stalker. 
I'll at least make the news. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I was going. Oh yeah, I know what I was going to do. I was going to take my um, copy of Aliens: Colonial Marines, and he did some voice work for it, and uh, take it up here and see if I could get him to sign it. But eh, I really didn't want to hassle the guy. And it was like a three-hour drive and a night in a hotel and all that either. And eh, he's probably selling pictures of himself and. It's still awkward walking no, up to you. No, you, you should, I don't want to buy your picture. I want you to sign this that I brought with me. I just think that's rude. You could buy the picture and ask him to sign your arm. You can have a tattooed. You can be one of those guys. No, I'd do better. I would. You know how Penn and Teller has that um, human skin tattoo in a frame? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'd frame my piece of skin. I'd carve off my arm. Guys in the in the web, I'm really not that crazy. I'm just trying to be funny. Mostly. So... We have listeners like calling the FBI right now. I'm, I'm just shocked we have listeners. Because I looked at... Do we stat- have listeners? No. <laughs> I looked at the stats on Squarespace. We don't have shit. Hey, that's a lie, because I listened to your guys' first three episodes. Yeah, we... Um, we just want... Do you subscribe on iTunes? I don't subscribe. I actually listen to it through the website. Oh, we need to subscribe so we can get our numbers up. <laughs> We yeah. have we have two people subscribed. Me and I got on my ex's computer and I subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're I think we can wrap it up. We're getting into bullshitting territory now. Anybody gonna plug anything? Oh yeah, then is there a book it? Is there a book to plug? I already plugged the book. Slayers. Oh, you already plugged the book. Um. Just email us, email Scott at the show. Yeah, ScottPawShow at gmail.com if you want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. if you want to plug yeah. anything, read the book Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. I heard about that. It's that, a very, it's a fun, fast read. That and Console Wars. I want to pick that one up too. Yeah. I would like to have that um, Sega Genesis book. Yeah, that does look pretty sweet. That's got a freaking awesome, awesome cover. But it, it details like the whole history of the Genesis, and it's available in like hardcover. And uh, I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's got all kinds of like original um, original sketches and and things from the company. I mean, the cover alone is just unreal. It's readonlymemory.vg is the website, and uh, it it's it's no, it's expensive. Yeah. It's thirty-five pounds. But either way, if you're if you've got the cash or you just love Sega and retro gaming, that's a lot of people are high on the book. So I mean, it's it's it is really neat looking. But I haven't tried it yet. So I've just yeah. looked at the previews. I don't know if it's even out yet. I think it might have come out. Yeah, it comes out this month, December tenth. It comes out tomorrow in the United States. And the only thing I got is on next. No, oh, this coming Thursday is the NXT TakeOver show. If you have WWE Network, it should be interesting to watch. So, Scott, you're going to have to watch that. That show's on Hulu the week after, right? This one might not be since it's their special. I did watch NXT the other day, and I saw um, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty good. But the NXT show will be this week. Beyond the Thursday night show, it 
it should be good. Their pay-per-views are usually pretty good, especially event. Sorry, but uh, check that out. Uh, that will do it for us. So for Scott and Dan, I'm Paul. Uh, fuck you, internet. Thank <laughs> you.